Welcome to Romance Planning. I'm Leslie Welch. I'm Adam Welch. And we are here to talk about Chapter 12 of the intoxicating, sultry book, Silk and Bondage by Nan Ryan. Adam, is this your new favorite book? Well, I did read like six pages of H.P. Lovecraft's book of short stories. Yeah. Um, that has nothing to do with this. Uh, Catch-22, which is your official favorite book. I don't think that's true. Not anymore. What, it was your when favorite. When was that? That was never my favorite that's book. That's why I got it for you as a wedding gift. It's not my favorite book. Oh. Hmm. I think that when you when I fell in love with you, you lied to me then. Sirens of Titan. Oh. Okay. Well, that's my favorite book. You can't steal that. You're, that's just your favorite book because it's my favorite book. That's not true. Okay. That's not true. Is that just why we've been married for like 50 years? Cause it's not my favorite book because it's your favorite book. I hadn't read it yet. Actually, you really liked Player Piano, and I thought that book sucked. I did really like Player Piano. That's true. I was more like Breakfast of Champions, yeah. Slapstick, that kind of shit. Slapstick is amazing. But I hadn't read Sirens of Titan, and you were like, oh, oh, hell no. Oh, Sirens yeah. of Titan, motherfucker. Yeah. And I was like, holy Jesus. I know. And now I just don't like books anymore. I ruined all books for you forever. I mean, Kurt Vonnegut did. They were already ruined, just with the other ones. But then that one, is just like, why bother with That would be fun. We could do a chapter by chapter of Sirens of Titan. It's depressing. I know. Okay, but we'll... So chapter 12 of Silken Bondage, we are in Baton Rouge. Hey, if anybody's got any recommendations for decent books to read, just keep it to yourself. (laughs) Okay. Uh, we're in Baton Rouge right now. Nevada and Jeanne Roulet have just uh, floated down the river to Baton Rouge, and they're going to see Miss Annabelle, who is a cougar-like spinster who's in her late 30s, probably. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no, it's... You're that's much better old, at that. That's an old cat. You're much better at the cougar sound than I, like the old cougar sound than I am for some reason. I'm not sure why that is. Why that's, is that? I don't know. We'll find out <laughs> later on tonight. Oh. Take it in the lab. Okay, so Miss Annabelle is- Let me uh, bring this, my long hammer with me. <laughs> yeah, like Thor. I require a horse. No, it's it's just the beer I have there. Oh, gotcha. All right, so Miss Annabelle is an old woman, and she is going to help Nevada learn the ways of the world. Learn how to be a lady. I thought they were. She was just accompanying them on their journey across the the mighty Atlantic. Yes, the old Adel. She is going to be Nevada's chaperone, but at the same time, she is a, an old Southern. The uh, old. Ad. She's a member of the old Southern, like royalty, kind of. So she's going to instruct Nevada on how to be a lady. She's going to be like, there it is, Big Ben, Parliament. Exactly, because they are going to London and they are going to do that. It's going to be awesome. So then, uh, there we're learning a little bit about Miss Annabelle. So. Big Ben. Parliament. They take, uh, Nan takes us just over to Annabelle's area and she's living in this like small cottage 
but um, her family had built the plantation house, but now she's kind of like, it's kind of like your Graham. Parliament. You know, Graham had this big farmhouse on all those acres. All the acres. And they had all that land in the Poconos, and then she ended up living in a little cottage. And it's this, oh man, this is really parallel, I mean, except for some things, but... <laughs> Sexual freedom, for instance. Uh, well... Sexual no, depravity. Ta- Graham is Miss Annabelle in this situation. So she, her family had this giant No, plantation. I'm saying Graham was sexually depraved and Annabelle De- is Depraved or deprived? Pick your poison. Okay. So Miss Annabelle is living on her family's old plantation, like in this little carriage house. And then she, in turn, for being allowed to live there. Graham's a bit of a... She is definitely not any kind of old cougar. No. As soon as she could shut that down for business, she was ready to do this. She was like, okay, that's enough of that. It's like once the 40s rolled around, it's like, I'm done. As soon as your mom, as soon as your Aunt Louise was born, she was just like, all right, that's enough. Now I want to do my crafts. Let me get some... Got some crafting to do. <laughs> Let me get some stamp pads and I need some, some ribbon. glue sticks and some popsicle sticks, so, some other kind of sticks. Yeah, that's pretty pipe much... pipe cleaners. Miss Annabelle, she... Some construction paper. Carpet baggers came down and like took the, her plantation, but they're like, you can live here. Elmer's glue. But you have to watch and educate our shitty children. And their sh- children really are shitty. Fucking glitter. Yeah. Okay, it's time to shut up about that now. But before the carpetbaggers came down, um, after the the war, you know, Some scissors that cut the paper in the wall of northern pattern. aggression. Since we are in the south, that's what we are going to call it in Those this book. Those damn federalists. Um, so she raised before the war of northern aggression. She raised her nephew Sam, and this is an important. A part of the story because Sam ends up going off to war to fight the Yankees and he um, makes friends, he befriends Johnny Roulet. And Johnny Roulet, you know, doesn't, we don't know anything about his family, but he would come back from the war with Sam, his buddy Sam, to Miss Annabelle's house. This is a really interesting story because um, Sam Skarsgård is a doctor and um, not really an actor. He helps out Alexander sometimes, you know, his brother. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the Scars guards, at least the siblings, are actors, except for him. Him and his mommy. I'm not really sure. Like they just got how a, re- we're not. This is that's the wrong podcast. Roles. I know you guys are doing Scars Guardians of the Galaxy over but other on Gutterballs. Like they're both, right. and the ones that aren't actors are just doctors. So Sam, Sam is Sam. Skarsgård and his mother, Mai. That's how it's relevant. His name is Sam, too. Okay, good for Sam. So anyway, Sam ends up dying in the war, but Johnny keeps corresponding with Miss Annabelle. And then the carpetbaggers come, they take her plantation. This whole chapter is pretty much just telling us that backstory of how she ends up where she is. And uh, but she just holds a very, very tender place in her heart for Johnny Roulet. Because the tender place is in her heart. It's in her heart. It's not sexual at all. Um, She just really cares for him um, in a motherly kind of way. Like a grandmotherly. Because she is like probably pushing 40. So she's like a grandmother. She's 40. Yeah. Great grandmother sort of woman. I mean, TikTok. Yeah. So uh, they get there. 
Uh, right before they get there, though, uh, Miss Annabelle is getting ready for the day and the shitty children that live on the plantation, the carpetbaggers kids, they have like eight kids. They all come down and they start wreaking havoc on her little adorable cottage and her most prized possession she has two like beautiful vases vases i just say vase okay and i don't i don't like take any shit for it right i'm shameless about it i say vase it's like caramel and caramel i just it's hard because around here people say caramel you know what i split the difference yeah caramel 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 okay i just like mix them up yeah. Just blend them. Anyway, so uh, Miss Annabelle's getting ready to teach these shitty kids, and then they just start acting horribly, and the one picks up one of her like precious vases. like I'm wearing vases. my Adidas, you know? Adidas. Adidas. No. So you just peeked Adidas. out there. You're yelling at me for peeking out Adidas. on the audio. There you go. Oh, so then there's some serious Who's body shaming here going on where... I'm sorry, but Nan really does not. She's not on my good side in this chapter. She's talking about the carpetbagger's wife who likes to spend a lot of money on clothes, but the, all of her clothes are skin tight. I know. All of her clothes are skin tight and um, show her dimpled knees. And every garment emphasizes her enormous bosom and broad bottom. The woman thought she looked voluptuous because her drunken husband told her she did. So that's kind of like, oh, she's a obnoxious fat woman and she's bad. So fat equals bad. That's in this book. Wait, why isn't it that the obnoxiousness equals bad? Well, it's just like, oh, the obnoxious woman happens to be overweight. And we're just constantly getting this reinforced thing where Nevada has this very thin frame and her her tiny waist and oh so tiny and this slim. This is not a book that built the fucking railroads, you know? Okay. This is a book that's meant to be like sexualizing bodies, like fantasizing about like oh if only, you know? I I, so like, what the, I totally not, get that. I'm just pointing out that there's not meant to be like, oh, let's let's accept everybody as for an how, author. This is a problem. Let's accept this everybody is one of for, those female tropes that are, are out there. Yeah, let's accept <laughs> everyone. Congratulations. Why can't we people are people? A female trope? <laughs> We're reading a book called Silken Bondage. I know. I'm just pointing it out that fat equals bad. That's all. Fat equals bad. Here's First another of all, example of it. Let me explain something to you about the 80s, okay? The 80s was a different time. Now, granted, it's 1989. Reagan's not in charge anymore. It's H.W. That's fine. But it's still the 80s. He's wagging his finger at Gorbachev. You know, tear down this wall. This aggression will not stand. This aggression against Kuwait. All that shit. It's a different time, okay? Yeah. It's a time when you were allowed to call ladies fat and obnoxious. I That's true. I'm saying, though, it's like the fat shaming. It's this idea that fat equals bad. I'm just pointing it out. I'm not going to go in my time machine and go smack Nan in the face for writing that. I'm just pointing it out, man. She is dealing in a fucking genre of book that's about, like... <sighs> Like fantasizing about perfect bodies, right? But then so you of have course like she's gonna, overweight like, women reading fat this. Fat shame, but like, well, <laughs> did it hurt sales? 
How I many of these she's books a did USA she sell? Today bestselling author. Well, there you go. So who's to argue with a USA Today bestselling author? Not me. Yeah. Well, anyway, so here, Miss Annabelle is really in the shit. She's upset. All these kids are horrible. Meanwhile, back on the boat, uh, Johnny and Nevada- Just real quick, though. Are having a quiet breakfast. Are you saying that she shouldn't, she just shouldn't mention anybody that's not an idealized version of a human? Just shouldn't mention their appearance at all? I'm saying Only describe the perfect people? A lot of times in literature- People who are overweight happen to be bad. Are you referring to silken bondage as literature? Okay, it's written word. In the written word, in like novel form, yes, women who are overweight also tend to be bad or stupid. You know, they're they're not. There's nothing good about them. They are their their weight. And didn't that kind of we'll call it a trope? originate in this kind of quote-unquote literature because it's fetishizing the this perfect ideal body i i don't know i think that it's it's been prevalent for a long time before even bodice ripper novels and there are examples and i'm on my fourth or fifth maybe sixth beer right now so <laughs> well. i'm not going to be able to pull anything out of my brain no that's fine i'm i'm just like but is it so bad that like in a book that's all about fantasizing about perfect bodies that, like, of course she's going to be like, this person's bad because they don't have a perfect body. Like, this book's about people having perfect bodies. Adam. Right? I'm just pointing it out. Okay. It's something that happens. And now that you're aware of it, you may see it in I other mean, things in like society. It's like VW bugs everywhere. I gotcha. Right. Meanwhile, I back wouldn't know because I have a perfect body. Right. So it's not Nevada something I Nevada and Johnny noticed. are eating breakfast, and Johnny's wondering why she's so quiet. Do we remember why Nevada's going to be quiet at breakfast this morning? Do you remember, Adam? Um, because she's embarrassed about her behavior, flinging the scrambled eggs into no. Johnny Roulet's crispy-ass chest hair. No. And then having to eat it out of there with her lips. No. Which because ones? Who knows? The night before... Johnny made her go to bed, and then he went down and found Miss Hussy in her white, skin-tight, sexy dress and brought her back to his cabin, and then Nevada had to hear them boning basically all night, so she's pissed. Not good, you know. But Okay, but this isn't a sexual relationship between her and Johnny Rulay Well, anymore, she thinks so it's going to be. should be fine with it. No, she thinks... She thinks it's going to be. And um, then she confronts him about it. She's like, what were you doing with Miss Harrison? Don't try to deny it. And then he's like, listen, I've had enough of this. Get your things together. You're going back to the flat boat or wherever. I'll take you back to the Moonlight Gambler. You're out of here. I can't do this with you. And then she's like, oh, no, no. Sorry, please don't make me go. And then he's like, okay, you can come with me, basically. And then he lifts his hand to idly stroke the left side of his mustache. Well, he does that before he makes the decision to let her come. So I just wanted to mention that because his mustache is back. Wait, he's going to let her come now? Yeah, he's he was like threatening to be like, you're going back to Memphis. And then she pleads with oh, him. Oh, I misunderstood. Never and she's mind. like, please don't make me go back. And then he strokes his mustache. I'm and sorry. Then he's I stopped like, paying attention for a second. And then you were like, he's going to let her come. And I thought we were into something good fuck it 
No, man. No. He's still holding out. But he is getting some action with um, little Miss Blondie next door. Alright, so then he reminds her that he's not the kind of man a lady should love. He's not a gentleman. And then she's like, if you remember, I'm not a lady either. You even said that yourself. But she's a child. Yeah, basically. Um, or no, she's like a field hand because she eats like, you know, a field hand. He's a better assed. Oh, strong, strong language over there. Eight-year-olds, dude. Oh, no, no. Inappropriate. Take a point off. That was gross. No, he's he's a sex offender with a record. What? Different podcast. Yeah, no. We're not, this is not the big Lebowski. Okay, and then uh, Johnny's like, we're going to make you into such a lady that I won't even be good enough for, for you. Did he have to go door to door when he moved to Memphis He's telling everybody He's not the Jesus. This is offender. not the big Lebowski. I don't know. Are we splitting hairs here? Yes, we are definitely splitting hairs. And what I kind just of hairs? Say, Crispy I, chest hairs? We're splitting all the chest hairs, and that is one of the... I hate that phrase. I'm going to come out and say... What, crispy-ass chest hairs? No, are we splitting hairs here? You see it all the time, and it's awful. I don't like it. Wait, what's awful about it? It's just... It's one of those things that rubs me the wrong way. So if anything was going to rub you, it shouldn't be that. Got it. What images does it conjure... I don't when even I know. It. It's just gross. There's nothing redeemable about that phrase. Like that's it's done. I don't think that, say it I anymore. I think there's one thing redeemable about it. What? It's in the Big Lebowski. That's not redeemable. Your entire vocabulary is from the Big Lebowski. Choose, pick right. something different. Well, anyway, I I mean, blah blah blah. They go to Annabelle's house because now Nevada is allowed to come. The boys are being crazy. They're breaking I quote the vase. Planes, trains, and automobiles too. Yes, you do that. Um, and then as they're ready to break the second vase, Johnny comes in and is like. Oh, no. And he puts a stop to their shenanigans, and he's like, get the hell out of here, kids. School's dismissed. And they're all like, oh, shit. Johnny Roulet is scary because he's such a powerful and strong man. They're in a school now? Well, it's like her cottage that she teaches school in because it's the 1800s. They don't have, like, you know, school schools. Henry Ford has not, you know, invented the assembly line, so we haven't had to have giant factory-looking schools built where kids sit in desks all day, memorize shit. Give it time, children. Give it time. All of your dreams are going to come true with some rote memorization. And that's the end of Chapter 12. We made it. They said it couldn't be done. No, they couldn't be done. What was your favorite part of Chapter 12? Do you remember anything from it? Yeah, I think the part where... um, It ended? No, that was like my second favorite. Okay. I think the part where it's like, ooh, fat people are bad. That was your favorite part? No, not really. That's the part I remember. Is that the part that you learned something? That's a, I did learn a little bit. Okay. Maybe. And we'll again, see. Again, I didn't have to yell at you to listen better. Or maybe I'm just slacking off. Maybe I'm just like used to it by now. I think you're over it. Oh, shit. Okay. I mean, we splitting hairs here. And with that, this is the end of Chapter 12 and possibly my marriage. I'm Leslie Welch. I'm Adam Welch. We'll see you for Chapter 13 soon.